So I just did my first real flesh and blood geocaching experience. I thought, you know, I was kind of exploiting the metaphor here and I thought I owe it to geocaching um, and the nerds who do it um, to actually do the activity at one point. So I got this geocaching app and I downloaded it and then I dragged my family out into town and uh, found this geocache in um, an ugly modern art statue uh, next to um, a Greasy Spoon Diner. And it was really kind of fun in its own way. Uh, about the size of a film canister, and it had this log of all the people that had found it. So we signed the log, and we left a Tootsie Roll, and, and that's my first geocaching experience. Like, real, non-metaphorical geocaching experience. You know, like the the resurrection. Flesh and blood. Non-metaphorical. Anyway, moving along, moving along. Welcome to geocaching scripture. If you're not familiar with geocaching... It is the sort of sport hobby of looking for these little treasure troves um, around some well-worn pathways. You know, I, I think it started with hiking trails and that kind of thing, but it's moved into cities and towns like mine. And you download the coordinates and you go try to find it. And it's a little bit like I heard somebody recently um, analogize it to uh, Pokemon Go. It's kind of like Pokemon. It's like the old version of Pokemon Go that's non-digital. So you have to go to an actual place and do an actual thing. You know, go outside in the sun, um, all sorts of things that none of us are used to doing anymore. Anyway, uh, you find the geocache. It's a bucket. It's a Tupperware. It's a film canister. It has, you know, if it has anything in it at all, it's it's just odds and ends. Um, little toys, little fun things to look at and see. And, um, and then you have a logbook there where you sign that you found it, and then you put it right back. And the, the joy is in kind of the finding of it, the treasure hunting aspect of it. Um, and to me, I thought this fit as a perfect metaphor for my interaction with scripture as I get older and um, get more experience in life, my Christian life, and my relationship with scripture. I, I grew up in the church. I was very much always part of church things. I mean, uh, I was just evangelistic. I The only reason I owned a jean jacket was to hold up all my Petra and striper buttons and, you know, I was ushering before I could walk. I knew the books in the New Testament before I knew the alphabet. Um, it's just been part of my life. And walking along these pathways so often, I, to, honest, to be honest, I kind of got a case of the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got a little bored of, of this or that story. I know this or that story. I know this thing. I know this truth or I know this parable. I know how it's going to end. Um, but as I got older, as I read more scripture, experienced more life, uh, went to seminary and and that kind of thing, I began to find these little treasures in the scripture, these little parts of language and history and interpretation that really bring new dimension to what, I, what I've read so many times before, and these little treasures that come back to it, and I thought geocaching is a perfect metaphor for this. So it's geocaching scripture, and that's what we're going to do. So let's get digging. So I'm Josh, and I'm broadcasting to you from a blanket fort. I feel like it's important that everybody knows that. Um, I hide in a closet under a blanket uh, because I don't have a soundproof studio, and because I'm hiding from my children. 
um, because they own the house, and this very small piece of the closet during this short 10-minute session is about all the alone time I get. So I wanted to spend it with you. Anyway, I've been in ministry for a while, and I've had some coffee with some people that are a lot smarter than me who told me a lot of cool things about Scripture, and I wanted to take these little geocaches out of the egghead, dusty libraries where they live and pass them on to people who just love Scripture and love the Lord. I want to look at three verses today. Uh, the first one, Mark chapter 2, verse 14. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 28. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting in a tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. Matthew 9, verse 9. As Jesus passed from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in a tax booth and said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. Is there a theme at all that you're picking up there? This is the story of the calling of Matthew. There are so many of these stories where Jesus walks up to someone and sort of just, you know, looks them in the eye and calls them to follow him, and, and they all have kind of these different reactions to it. Um, what's interesting here is the way that these this particular calling of Matthew is framed. So Matthew was a tax collector, um, and tax collectors, there is libraries of commentary on that by people much smarter than myself um, that talk about tax collection. It was a, a particularly miserly kind of occupation um, in which... You were a Jewish Israelite, um, and you were collecting taxes for the occupying power, which was Rome. So there you were in your tax booth collecting these taxes for this faraway place that nobody really understood and that nobody really liked. Um, collecting taxes for the occupying people. Collecting taxes at all is not a particularly fun job, and it's, uh, people aren't usually thankful for it. But these tax collectors are considered sellouts to their own people because they are working for the occupying power. They also bid for these jobs. So they quite intentionally join the tax collector sort of profession. Um, they were not just grabbed by the government and said, this is what you're doing. They joined the tax collector and they said, I want to sell out to Rome and I want to pad my own pockets and raise my own station. And they were known across the board for skimming off the top. Um, skimming off the top third or whatever of the taxes. That's how they made most of their money, uh, was doing something underhanded. And that's what tax collectors were. So tax collector became kind of a byword for sinner, a byword for a irreligious, uh, disloyal person. Tax collectors and sinners is a phrase you might see together a lot. But look at the framing here on how the Gospels describe Matthew's calling. It's very interesting. You, you see in Mark, in Mark he says, Levi, son of Alphaeus. In Luke he says, Levi, sitting at the tax booth, follow me. They leave out the tax collector, or they leave out his actual real name. So his name is probably Matthew Levi, and they use the Levi name, and in a way create distance between him and being a tax collector. Because this is Mark and Luke, and they're talking about their friend, Matthew. Their friend, Matthew, who is so changed and so transformed, there's no way he could have been a tax collector. 
Or at least they don't want it associated with him. So they put in a different name, his lesser-known name of Levi. But then you, of course, see Matthew 9, 9. As Jesus passed from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in a tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Matthew said, that's me. I'm Matthew. That is part of my story. That is me in the story. And I was a tax collector. And I was a broken person who stole from people. And I sold people out. And that is part of my story. It's not my story anymore, but it's part of it. And as I thought about this, there was one um, incident that I remember in my life. Um, I was, several years ago, I was an intern at a drug treatment program for the summer. And if you've ever worked with um, people in drug treatment, you know that their lives are are pretty simple. Um, They eat, they go to meetings, they might go to church, and they watch TV, and that's about it. Um, And there was one guy there who was just this interesting guy who was a little bit scary looking. He was covered in tattoos. He was mostly just ink where there was skin. And um, I'll call him Daniel. Um, And Daniel was sitting there watching TV with the guys like he did probably every night. And it comes on this infomercial. And it's this footage, this grainy footage of someone robbing a liquor store. And it comes on with this sort of PSA on there that says, uh, police are looking for any information on the robbing of this liquor store on this such and such a date. And if you know anything, call this number. And Daniel's sitting there watching it and he goes, oh, that's me. That's me. There I am. That's me on the, on the, on the video there. And so he got together with his sponsor and other people in the program and they went ahead and called the police and, and Daniel said, that's me on the video. And they said, what? He said, no, nobody calls in and says, that's me. Say, yeah, that's me. So what were we going to do? And so they, they got in touch with legal, legal teams and lawyers and attorneys and all sorts of things. And, um, but also the the program sponsors and stuff were there to support him. And he was facing some huge penalties, some huge felonies, all sorts of things, and somehow was able to get his sentence reduced drastically um, so that I don't believe he actually did any jail time. If he did, it was weekend time or probation. Um, but he was looking at, I mean, it, this was uh, 10, 11 years ago, and he would still be in jail. And so... He finds out that he's not, but he said, that's me. That's who I was. That was part of my story. It's not my story anymore. And Matthew is able to do the same thing, to, to say boldly, that's who I was. I am transformed in Christ. That's who I used to be. That was the reality of my life, but no longer. That's me in the story. So anyway, there you go. Say a prayer for Daniel if you can. I'm not sure where he is in his journey right now. So let's be praying for him. And remember that your story is a change story. And that you used to be something and you are no longer as you are in Christ. That's Geocaching Scripture. And we'll see you again soon. Pax Humana. Cheers.